Before we start this episode, just want to continue to give our thoughts to everybody that has been impacted by this coronavirus. Um, you know, we hope all your friends and family and loved ones are safe. Uh, but as well as that, just want to give a continual thanks to everybody who is out there working, supporting the communities, whether it is um, frontline workers in the medical field like doctors, nurses and other healthcare professionals, whether it is teachers who are still out there teaching students, um, you know, store workers, delivery drivers, couriers, um, and apologies if I have forgot anybody, but uh, just want to say a continual thanks to everybody that is out there and serving the greater needs of the community. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to episode 24 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're going to be keeping our focus on defense. I promise we will be going back to offense soon, but it seems like there's an interest in defense and IDP. We've been getting some great listens, actually, on the last few episodes. So in this episode, we're going to carry on that theme and breaking down what we perceive to be great late-round value picks uh, on the IDP side of things. We're going to be utilizing the draft that we're still in the process of, what are we, 32 rounds in now, where we discussed last week. And we're going to be talking about the defensive players that have been drafted late uh, from round 18 onwards and just talking through what we think, which ones represent great value there, which ones we think might still be a bit too early or could have been waited upon. So looking forward to that. It's been a real learning experience for me and I think for many people in the league. So to break all that down, first of all, I have Mo. Evening, gents. Giddy up. And I have Chiggs. Hey, I was going to use giddy up. <laughs> uh, I was going to say hey, hey to hey, you hey. and giddy up to Mo. <laughs> Thought I'd break the trend. Um, so before we get talking, I do just want to give a shout out to the DC presidents. It's been great playing with uh, Buck, who represents the DC presidents in this league. Actually, uh, been making some really aggressive trades. I'm quite impressed with what I've seen from Buck. Uh, I know he's traded away his first and his second next year, but gone out for elite players. And it's been a fun experience. And as we've said before, looking forward to working with the DC presidents on more content in the future. Uh, so, right, lads, uh, Chiggs, what's your thoughts on the draft so far? What are we, around 32 now? Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, you know, I love startup drafts anyway. Um, obviously, IDP has a whole new di- dimension to staff, especially when there's a lot of um, new people, you know, playing it for the first time. It's really interesting to sort of see their strategies. And, you know, like we talked on the last episode about when the linebacker run happened and obviously everyone got on board the train apart from the pals, right? Like they decided to hold off. And actually, if you look at, you know, we'll, we'll touch upon some of the players they picked up, but you know, there's no one strategy that is the perfect strategy. You know, you can, you can attack the draft in as many ways as you want. And you've seen that here. And it's great. I'm really enjoying it. And Mo, like me, you're a newbie or a novice to IDP. How's your experience of the startup been so far? Oh, it's been great. Um, again, love love any startups. Uh, the original draft that you do in a startup is, is the best part, especially in a dynasty league. 
um, as for um, my lack of knowledge on defense, may, may come back and bite me uh, in the rear here during the season. But uh, definitely, I think it's a great learning experience. Um, if, if you've only been involved in uh, offensive type of uh, down, in leagues in general, um, you know, being, being in an IDP league is, is quite interesting. Yeah, I've, I've absolutely loved this experience. And um, as you say, there's just so many ways you can go. There's seven different starting positions. And uh, you're always double-guessing yourself as to which way to go. I mean, what you're going to find, though, is obviously this is great. Obviously, the research everyone's done and the players they've targeted and, and stuff. Once you start hitting waivers on a weekly basis and you're trying to pick up, you know, those those linemen or, or defensive backs or even those linebackers that are, you know, starting to earn playing time. And if you didn't think you had any time being in, you know, in 10 or 10 or 20 leagues or whatever it is before, once you add IDP to it, you're going to have no free time. So <laughs> just warning you guys now. Yeah, I need to try and get out of some of the leagues I'm in. <laughs> right, so we'll start off at round 18. Uh, so the defensive players taken in round 18 were Matt Milano, linebacker of the Buffalo Bills, Jamie Collins, linebacker at the Detroit Lions, Anthony Walker, linebacker of the Indianapolis Colts, Brian Burns, who's at the Panthers. Mo, that was a bit of a homer pick there, who's a defensive lineman. And then finally, rookie Willie Gay, linebacker of the Kansas City Chiefs. So Chiggs, what are your thoughts on those picks considering we're at round 18 so technically three rounds after we've drafted the starters so we're 15 starters in the league yeah so i haven't a chance to go through it in uh, exact numbers but you're looking at around the you know you're in the 30s for the for the linebackers you know in terms of there's about 30 odd linebackers that have gone before these guys start going right now bear in mind we can play um a total of uh, five is it five? For five up to five, yeah. Up to five linebackers, right? So you know this this is your linebacker three stroke linebacker four slot. And some of the value you're getting here is still fantastic, right? So starting with Matt Milano, obviously Tremaine Edwards is the main guy in Buffalo, but you know Milano um, had a really good season last year. Um, you know, so you think you can probably carry that on. I think, you know, there's enough room in that off in, in that defense for for two players to thrive on the linebacking side. Uh Jamie Collins for me is, is a fantastic pick pick up for value there in the eighteenth round. You know, we know what he's done previously. Um now he's just signed with Detroit, you know, more than likely he's gonna be a three down back linebacker. Um you know, with all that experience, he's a you know he's a he's a tackle volume machine. Um, Anthony Walker, I'm not, you know, that's probably one. Maybe I'm not too sure on myself. So he had um had a ridiculous season last year, but you know, is that because obviously Darius Leonard was um, having a bit of a down year? You know, will he really revert back? I don't know, but. You know the upsides there, and uh, Willie Gay is obviously you go from the um, rookie, you know, Kansas City, uh, one of the more highly touted rookies. Obviously, Mo can probably talk through his strategy here, but he's definitely gone very young in his um, defensive core, especially his linebackers with uh, Patrick Queen and Willie Gay. So, 
Hey, you, you you like my one thing I love is uh is undervalued uh, players in the NFL that have that that their draft stock has fell because of you know in off the field incidents. And I think Willie Gay was one of them. I think he was in academic probation. He only played like six games. Um, and I think he was one of those guys that would have been a first round pick if not for his off field issues. So I, I just saw again. I'm I think this 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 year this first time doing IDP. I'm like I'm just gonna go young, um, just kind of trying trying to hit for the fences there. Uh, basically trying to get the top rookies I see, and I, I you know essentially I, I try to I try to stock up on offensive players early on. And then when it came to my turn, I kind of just kind of dove into just youth, and um, yeah, Willie Gay was one of my top players there on the list as for linebacker wise. And Brian Burns, he would have had a monster year last year if not for getting uh, breaking his hand or fracturing his hand like in, in the fourth game or something for punching the ground if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and that just threw his rest of his rookie season. I just derailed his rookie season at that po- after that point, but he did finish strong, and um, I, I think I think he's gonna he's I mean just again probably more of a homer pick, but I think he's gonna do it quite well at defensive end there. Yeah, the only thing I, I wasn't I the only thing I wasn't the only thing I wasn't sure about is like at that point should I be taking like two linebackers there or was it okay to kind of you know dive into the defensive end pool? See, for me, I think with the way um, our league scores, you know, if you can pick up a guy with Brian Burns's potential upside there you know he could be a sack monster um and you know our league does reward big plays as well i think that's the thing that's great value in the 18th yeah i I do like the willie gay pick as you said first round caliber player um the only thing i'd be worried about is the chiefs have such a high-powered offense can and can put points on you really quickly so it might be hard for teams to run the ball and for linebackers to get that sort of same opportunity as teams are more forced to throw the ball against the Chiefs but and as you said you've gone young you've stuck to a young core with Burns and Patrick Queen and Willie Gay and the talent is definitely there from um, what the scouting said. Okay, so round 19, we start off with Justin Houston, uh, so defensive lineman at the Colts. We then have linebacker Logan Wilson from the Bengals. Another linebacker, Mac Wilson. Uh, Chiggs, you drafted him of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Bernard McKinney, linebacker at the Texans for Broad. Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, Kwiatkowski, apologies. Paul drafted him, who's uh, moved across to the Las Vegas Raiders now. Uh, and we had defensive back Minka, Pitts, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Danny Trevathan, linebacker at the Bears. And then rounding off with two more linemen, Sam Hubbard from the Bengals and Calais Campbell from the Ravens. So Chiggs, initial thoughts on those. A lot of defensive players in that round. Yeah, so, I mean, I obviously took Matt Wilson for me, that's great value there in the 19th. You know, this is the starting linebacker, middle linebacker probably for the Browns next year. You know, they've obviously had um, Joe Schobert leave. Um, and, um, you know, so they've also got the other guy we'll talk about later is uh, Sion Takitaki, who, um, you know, didn't get much opportunity. He was actually drafted, I think, in the third round last year, as Mac Wilson was a fifth-round pick. Mm. Um, but, you know, showed enough. Um, talent sort of stepping in um, last year that you know hopefully he'll sort of retain that that role. Um, Bernard McKinney, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say I forgot to ask at the time. So you, I was slightly surprised 
that you took Wilson over McKinney, but what was the thinking there? Because you'd think McKinney will have a big role on the Texans as well. Is it just you like Max talent more or opportunity more? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you look in um, the opportunity, um, yeah, I think talent-wise, I think McKinney's probably, you know, probably got the more the more talented guy. He's obviously known for a number of years, but I just like Wilson's upside. You know, what I, I had him in a league last year and I really liked um, what he did for me. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think, you know, with Schober and... Um, oh, he's the guy, he's gone to the um, Packers now. Um, you know, the... Oh, the Kirksey. Yeah, Kirksey, yeah. So Kirksey was obviously injured, so Wilson took over from him, and then Schobert's left. So there's, there's a big hole there, um, you know, for production to be filled. Yeah. And I think uh, Wilson and Taki Taki are the front runners to sort of fill that. So, you know, if you look, Taki Taki just got taken in the um, 30th round. Mm. Again, great value, right? Because if he ends up being, and I think the Browns have talked about maybe running only like two linebackers, uh, two linebacker sets as well. So, I just think the upside's there. You know, if you've got McKinney's there, he's got um, Zach Cunningham to, you know, he's probably still going to be the uh, the main guy um, on their linebacking core. So, yeah, it's just that, that that upside there for me for Matt Wilson. Kwiatowski's an interesting one. Let's see what he did last year with the Bears. Now moving to um, Las Vegas. Hmm. It may be that he actually eats into some of uh, your guys' production, Namir. Um, you know, so you, we'll see. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I do like the Mac Wilson, actually. I think and that was purely based on rankings. I think every outside ranking, you know, different websites, you know, fantasy nerds, fantasy pros, they all had Mac Wilson rated quite high. But I, I was surprised if, if no one was picking him up, and I, I, I was actually looking at him next round if he fell. Yeah, see, <laughs> this is kind of why I was willing to wait. You know, obviously I took a couple of guys early on, but there's still again so much value here, right? Um, with that, you know, that's, the thing with Kwiatkowski is he's going to be um, yeah, Corey Littleton's going to be the main guy in Vegas, right? That, I think we can all agree on that. So Kwiatkowski should be a nice support guy. It's just how much of Littleton's production he eats into. Mm. Um, and Trevathan, you know, he, he's been there, you know, solid for a number of years. Um, With him, it's the injuries. Injury, ex- exactly. So, you, you know, you're, so you, at this point of the draft, you know, you're going to, you're going to get guys that slip because of their injury risk. But like JJ, Watt for me went, I think in the 14th round and he was a guy as much as I said, don't, you know, there's certain big names that you sort of shy away from and stuff because of the name value. JJ Watt's not one of those guys because when he's on the field, if you look at the points he puts up in those games, you know, they're the defensive linemen won numbers. Mm. So if you can then take other guys around them that might sort of fill in for when they're injured. So Trevathan's a really good guy if you've got other sort of uh, depth behind it. You know, so... These kind of guys can be real difference makers, and this this is the kind of value you're getting in the draft, which is why, as you know, I always advocate leaning more heavily to the offensive side early on because you can still pick up really good value here, you know. Yeah, and um, I quite also, like the pickup of uh, like Calais Campbell as well. I know he's older and he's a veteran, but he still puts up numbers, and he's actually on a good defense, and that's probably where you want those linemen who have more opportunity as sacks, where you've got good. 
good um, linebackers as well as uh, defensive tackle. I think they've got Derek Wolf there now, who is uh, good with the Broncos. So I quite like that pick from Danny of Calais Campbell as well. Well, you see, you've got the two. They've got the two um, opposite guys that went back to back there, right? You've got Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati, went one pick before Calais mm. Campbell. So, well, one guy's banking on the on the youth, and obviously what Hubbard's shown so far, if he can start now getting up into that double digit sack numbers on a consistent basis. Whereas you know we, we we've seen Calais Campbell do it previously. Um, moving from Jacksonville to Baltimore, so he's a better defense, and so maybe he's going to have more opportunity now to to make those big plays as well. So yeah, cool. So we'll move on to the twentieth round then. Um, so the first defensive player taken is Taylor Rapp, uh, safety at the LA Rams. Had a good season last year. We've then got uh, Bud Dupree, who's stated as a linebacker. I know he's just filed a grievance to try and be <clears throat> recognized as a Defensive end to get more money on the franchise tag. Then got Sean Williams, DB of the Bengals. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, that you took, Chiggs. Uh, you saw your first lineman uh, of the Cowboys. I then took uh, rookie, <clears throat> pardon me, rookie safety, Jeremy Chin from Moe's Panthers. Get the ah. might, might have sniped you there, Mo. <laughs> oh, for um, sure. And then rounding off defensive players in this round, Buck took the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, from the Chiefs. So uh, initial thoughts on those players then in the 20th. So Bob Dupree was a guy I was really um, targeting in these sort of rounds as well. You know, along, you say, the Matt Wilsons, Bud Dupree's, you know, there's still so much value here, but... Yeah, the numbers he puts up, and if he gets moved to um, a defensive lineman designation, you know that that's fantastic, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, like the the volume of tackles and uh, the sacks this guy creates. Um, yeah, brilliant. Really good value there. Taylor Rapp is a guy I really like. Had a really good rookie season um, last year with the Rams. Um, very highly rated. Um, so you know, I think he's having another productive year this year. Uh, Sean Williams and Jeremy Chin again, very. Um, very highly touted um, defensive backs. See, Chin's a rookie, so you, you don't know what you're going to get. But at the same time, Panthers' defense is, you know, a bit of a you're looking probably a bit of a rebuild, right? Most you can probably talk about this a bit more. And I think he's going to he's going to get opportunity year one to to make plays. You know, I think I think Chin is going to be making a lot of tackles, and I think of all the rookie. Uh, safeties he was the one who i was um targeting so i'm glad i got him at this stage i think with the panthers defense being what it was i know you've drafted a lot of players i just think chin is one of these safeties who's going to get a lot of tackles almost plays a hybrid linebacker type role and that's why i was targeting him there i know i totally agree um i had him ranked as the number one rookie um fancy safety um coming out and uh if he didn't if he didn't draft him this round i like you know what four picks before my pick uh he, he was he was coming he's coming to my team um i think he he fits perfect i mean look at look at uh, reed's numbers last year or the year before um just constant tackles we you know like you said rebuild seasons the safety's gonna have to be making all those tackles that you know get past the you know the front line and linebackers, and he's he's going to be responsible for that. If you look at the way he plays, I actually watched some film on him, and he kind of reminds you of Reed. 
Um, he just fast, you know, he's younger, he's faster, but he's got that, you know, you know, hard hitting mentality that, um, you know, you like in a safety, you know, he's not scared to go up and, you know, go and try to tackle, you know, you know, 250 pound running back for, you know, whoever it might be. But, um, no, I love that pick. And, that kind of forced me to go. Uh, since since you took that, I took the you know the next uh, the next best rookie corner after the next round. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. So we will start off uh, with the player you took, Mo, which is at the start of the twenty first. You took Xavier McKinney of so safety from the Giants. Chris then took Justin Simmons of the Broncos. Again, another safety. We then had Chris with another pick, who's taken to here Whitehead. I quite like that pick, actually. I kind of felt sniped there when you took Whitehead, so a linebacker of the Panthers. We then had Chiggs. You took your first safety in Harrison Smith, veteran who always produces, so I like that pick. Uh, Imran has taken Dante Fowler. It says lineman. He plays sort of uh, all over that defense, but of the now of the Falcons. Uh, another safety was taken, Jesse Bates by Broad. So he's taken back-to-back safeties with Sean Williams and Jesse Bates. Both players are quite like, actually. Uh, Danny, then as part of a trade, has taken Jared Davis of the Lions, so another linebacker. Uh, who else we got left? Nick Vigil, linebacker of the Chargers. And then finally, DB of the Bengals. So a lot of Bengals players going in this range, actually. Uh, Von Bell has gone to cash. Uh, and Von Bell was actually formerly of the Saints. If um, yeah, he's just moved across from the Saints. Thoughts on that round? Yeah, so I mean, you know, we're talking about value and stuff, right? So I always say wait on DBs, and you know, I'm sat there waiting. There's quite a lot, of, a lot have gone, and I picked up Harrison Smith here for me. You know, who's Mr. Consistent year on year on year. This guy, you know, racks up very solid numbers. So, yeah, absolutely ecstatic to get him there. Um, obviously, Mo went with the, the rookie safety in um, Xavier McKinney. I think it, a lot of people's consensus, number one, um, in their rookie rankings on the defensive backside. I know we just talked about Jeremy Chin. So, yeah, th- those are the two guys you're looking at there. Um, it's obviously quite a lot of love for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, yeah. defensive backs. <laughs> Well, we said it before, you want to target the defense on bad teams, right? So. Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm wondering how, they, how, how they're all going to play um, and, all, you know, how all of them are going to be productive. The Dante Fowler one um, is an interesting one. I actually really, really like that pick. You know, this guy hasn't really delivered on his talent up until, you know, last year with the Rams. And I think he finally sort of showed, you know, um, you know what? What? What is upsides there? Now he's going into to the Falcons, um, sort of replacing Vic Beasley, right? So I think the the potential is there for you know for some monster numbers for Dante Fowler and him sort of cement himself in that you know that uh, um, defensive lineman one ranking for the next few years. You know, so you've got a lot of guys. You know, so obviously, I picked up Demarcus Lawrence in the round before as well, and yeah, you know, he's a guy I can't believe slipped that far as well. This guy's a an absolute machine. You know, obviously down here last year. Yeah, uh, I, I'm surprised he went after a couple of the linemen that he did personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the Lawrence and the Harrison Smith. They say might Harrison Smith might be a one, maybe two year 
playing, but whatever. If he gets you elite numbers, that's all you care about, right? This is the thing, right? For me, and this is what you need to realize is when you when you when you're in a in a rookie rookie draft, right? You're not taking your defensive backs. No defensive back is going in round one, even round two, unless you know this back end of round, especially in a super flex as well, right? Mm. So you know, there's so many other guys that you can just pick up stream them on waivers. If you get a solid guy that you can plug in there, like like I said to Mo when I took him, he's a guy I'm now just going to leave in there, plug and play, and not not think about now until Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith retires or you know injury and, and falls off. But you'll see later on, I picked up another two very young, um, talented safeties as well to pair with him. So when he kind of goes off, you know these guys should hopefully step into that that role for me. And you can always find guys on waivers and, and pick guys up, you know, um, on that side. Whereas I think it's a, it's a bit harder in you know, the defensive uh, defensive line and uh, linebacking positions to find those guys on a weekly basis. You know, I'm not saying it can't be done, but given that you can start up to five, you know, you'll see there's a lot of linebackers that, you know, will go and already gone and, and th- this was my thinking. I thought all along I want to be able to start five linebackers and not rely on DBs or D linemen for my yeah. um, players. And even with Jeremy Chin, there's a good chance he could be sitting on my bench for a while because I drafted, I know we've not talked about it here, but I drafted Jordan Poyer, who for me is a, yeah. a DB1. You know, if he stays fit, he's a de facto DB1 Absolutely. top five upside. So I can let Jeremy Chin sit and then maybe even trade one of them i think i'm going to need to trade for some of my defensive talent for offensive players the way i've gone <laughs> mo any any comments on that uh, on that round any players that stick out to you um i think harrison smith i actually had uh, my eye on him um i just went i just went with the rookie factor and then uh, fowler i think he was on my short list as well um he was someone i was probably going to look at next round and um, uh, someone beat me to that, but no, that's about it. The other ones, I oh, to hear you, Whitehead. Um, I love that pick. Uh, he was one of my sleepers, which I thought was a sleeper. Um, I could get like five rounds later. Clearly, that was not the case. Um, he should he should be getting in a lot of tackles because I think he he should be manning the middle. If I'm mistaken. I think um, I think Shaq Thompson was still staying on the outside. Yeah. Um... I think great value. Whitehead was the one that stuck out to me mm. here. Tremendous value with Luke Keekley gone. There's just so much opportunity on that defense there. Um, I I quite like, but then I'm not sure if I like the Jared Davis pick because the opportunities there is going to be the middle linebacker of the Lions. But then they declined his fifth year option and they brought in some additional help there. So it's yeah. kind of like a prove it year for him, but it could be great pickup here by Danny this that that's definitely the one I think that and the Dante Fowler are the two that stand out as the they've probably got the highest upside of yeah. um, of the guys this season especially in that round but then they've also got very high bus potential but again you know you're taking this guy as your fifth or sixth linebacker it's it's a quite a low risk you know if you I mean, look, don't forget this. There's still a lot of, like, offensive talent on the board. I think you took Anthony Miller there. You know, again, very serviceable wide receiver three for me. Uh, Eric Ebron went. You know, so these are the kind of guys that you're comparing with. 
um, with that, I think, yeah, these guys upside on the defensive sides is it's worth that shot. Yep, absolutely. And so that then takes us to the 22nd round. And we start the round. First pick was Robert Quinn, lineman now of the Bears, who's recently uh, moved across from the Cowboys. Then got linebacker Drake Greenlaw of the Love 49ers. That. Love that. Uh, was, yeah, I was a bit unsure on that, but we can talk through that, actually. Uh, Paul's then taken... DB, uh, Haha Clinton Dix, who's now at the Cowboys. Broad has taken lineman Chris Jones, who's actually just signed a huge extension with the um, Chiefs today. 80 million over five years, I think over 60 million guaranteed as well. Uh, I've then taken linebacker Alexander Johnson, who, funnily enough, I was trying to trade up for with so many managers and just couldn't get a deal worked out. But uh, I'll tell you why I went for Johnson and why I'm really happy with him there. And then we round off with Buck. So both of us are Broncos fans. Clearly, he's taken Von Miller, who's obviously a legendary outside linebacker there. So, Chiggs, initial thoughts on that? You said you love Drake Greenlaw. Yeah, so Greenlaw was the guy I was targeting. I thought, you know, he would, he would fall a few rounds further. He was the kind of guy that I, maybe not this year, while, um, while Quan Alexander's still there. But, you know, Fred, Fred Warner's the main guy for me in the San Fran um, linebacking team. But Greenlaw, I think, you know, I think I think they're going to move on from Quan next year, and it may even be at some point this year we'll see them move away from him. And I can see Greenlaw stepping into that that thing. And the great thing is Powell's got them um, got them both, right? So is it, is it Luke? Yeah, Luke. Luke, yeah. Uh, Luke's got both. He took Quan in the 14th and Greenlaw in the 22nd. You know, so... For me, as a combining the two, I think is is fantastic, and I, I just love Greenlaw's long longer term upside. You know, yeah, I hadn't saying, picked up. I hadn't picked up that he's got both, but that is smart drafting. Uh, very smart drafting. Yeah, I think I think I said to Mo when Mo was like eyeing up um, Quan earlier on, and I think I made the comment. I was like, oh, I hope you take him because he's a guy. I'm, you know, I want someone else to take. Because you know the guy, the guy is super talented. What he did in Tampa Bay previously was amazing, and this, you know, I thought this guy would be a top three linebacker for Dynasty for years, kind of thing. But so he was injured, mm. same kind of numbers, and you know, I, I think they've got an out on his contract next year. So you know, he has to deliver. I mean, I think that I think they'll still play him this year. Yeah, given the money he's getting paid, but again, you've got the injury risk, and if they do start to see more Greenwell that they like. Move on from that. Um, yeah, Alexander yeah. Johnson, you know, if you want to. Of course, yeah. So I think Alexander Johnson's a player that not many know about. And maybe it's just me being a Broncos fan. But if you look at the average on a per game basis, I think he was um, a top five, definitely top 10 points getter on a per average basis at the linebacker position in our league. Now, I know full well about Alexander Johnson because Vic Fangio got a lot of uh, criticism for not drafting or trying to get in a linebacker in free agency last year. It was a definite weakness for us. I mean, he was a first-time head coach. He plays the 3-4 system. So you have your you know, inside guys who make the tackles. We were getting burnt by tight ends a lot in the two, three seasons before that. Alexander Johnson came in. Now, he's quite an older player. Um, you know, he's a bit of a late bloomer. 
but he was just a tackling machine. And any sort of Broncos fan sites that I went to, like the Mile High Report, for example, everyone fell in love with this guy. Same with how we did uh, on the defensive line with Shelby Harris a couple of years ago. And for me, I said, I was trying to trade up, trade up, trade up, because I didn't know if anyone knew about him or if people looked at things from a per game average basis. But I just thought, I, I genuinely see Johnson as somebody with a, a linebacker one upside. Um, I'm not saying he will be that, uh, even if he gets, even if he's, you know, late linebacker two, early three, getting him in the 23rd, 22nd round as I have here. But I can actually see Alexander Johnson as someone who can outproduce even Todd Davis this year. So if you're new to IDP or you're starting a league soon, definitely keep an eye out for Alexander Johnson because he's not a name with, not a player with name cachet, not somebody that's regularly discussed. But if you look at some of the rankings like ESPN or like I think I was looking at Dynasty Nerds, a um, couple of Dynasty sites, uh, he was he was up there, especially if you look at the season long one. Uh, I think ESPN had him as their number 10 linebacker okay. on season long, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, so again, would, I don't know. Would you rather take him or it's the same, say they were both sitting there. Would you rather take him or Todd Davis? I would wait. On Johnson, because I think Davis, you have to get a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they're both available here, then probably for the age factor, Todd Davis, because mm-hmm. even if we can't retain him beyond this season and he goes elsewhere, he'll be the middle, you know, starting, sorry, linebacker in another system. But you just look at the differential here. You got late 22nd round versus uh, not even Todd Davis went at the end of the 17th, right? So that's 17th. basically five yeah. rounds later. Yeah. So if, 55 to 60 odd players later we're talking here and for that johnson definitely represents better value for me so that's exactly it right that that's these are the kind of players you're trying to pick up right so rather than taking it todd davis is is a fantastic linebacker you know he's he's shown good stuff and good numbers before but if you can pick up other talent then pick up a guy like alexander johnson who probably you say hasn't got the same name cachet but could still deliver that level of production yeah, and in fact, the only person who reacted to that pick was Buck, who's a fellow Broncos fan. So I'm sure we read a lot of the same material. We watch all the games and stuff. Um, and I, I can see why he was annoyed that I took Johnson, because uh, as I said, I think he could. I was delighted because I think he could be a solid contributor this year and uh, possibly even one of my five on a weekly basis that I'm looking to play. So well, this, this is a beauty for you, right? Like you could almost, because you, cause you went so stacked at a linebacker core early, if he does turn out to be that guy for you, you could probably get decent value for uh, Corey Littleton or um, Jalen Smith or something, you know, trade away one of your bigger value guys for an offensive Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Possibly somebody like KJ Wright who's a little bit on the older side, you know, start trading for a starting um, running back or something, who knows, mm-hmm. but... No, that's, that was my thinking. Mo, any thoughts on any players in that round? Anyone who sticks out to you? Uh, nope, not at all. Just just, just taking in all the valuable information you guys are throwing out there. For when you start your own home IDP league, is it? Look, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Alexander Johnson already took it down. Take him, uh, take him late. Cool. So you're going to have a little bit of a explaining to do here um, coming up. Well, explaining as to your thought process, let's say. 
So you start off the 23rd round, Mo, by taking linebacker Micah Kaiser of the Rams. Uh, Chiggs, you then took Jonathan Abram, so DB of the Raiders, who was sort of injured a lot, unfortunately, for him in his rookie season. Uh, who else do we have? And then we have Jordan Brooks, taken by Cash at the end of the 23rd. And finally, Yannick Ngokwe, lineman of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just going to start off here and say I was really, really upset at Cash for that Jordan Brooks pick. I was certain he would come back around to me because having got KJ right, as I just mentioned, I do. I see Jordan Brooks as that direct replacement for him or Wagner. Again, I think he was taken as a first rounder by the Seahawks. Bit of a reputation as a tackling machine. And I just didn't know he would be on anyone's radar at this stage. Uh, so when he went, I, I, I was quite disappointed in myself. Um, who did I take in that round? Corey Davis. I guess I was building up depth on the offensive side. I thought Davis was still good value. But uh, yeah, I just needed to get my two cents in there. So Chiggs, thoughts on the 23rd round? Yeah, so Micah Kaiser is the one. I, I love that pick. Um, yeah, Another one that Mo sniped me on. Um, if he was sitting there, I'd have definitely taken him <laughs> with my pick. Um, you know, again, Corey Littleton going leaves a big hole there. They haven't really got anyone to fill it. So Kaiser, I think, is the next guy up. I think I had him on a taxi squad, um, you know, waiting for this guy. So in another league, I think I think he's definitely got the ability just to sort of fill that production. Um, Jonathan Abram, again, like I said, wait on. Defensive backs, but when a guy like Abram sitting there, you know, this guy for me should be a, a top five dynasty um, defensive back. Obviously, the injury was a, a bit of a concern, but you know, if the guy's healthy, you can see him putting up big numbers. Mm. The the Jordan Brooks one, I'm, it's an interesting one, right? Because I can't see him having any value this season. Right? This is this is definitely a lot. You know, you're waiting for an injury. Or you know you're you're playing a longer term view there is you know the fact that the Seahawks took him in the first round, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright getting on you know yeah theoretically this guy should be that next you know few seasons to develop and he should be the guy stepping in and hopefully filling that um, Seahawks linebacking core for years to come so you know longer term it's a really nice pick I think yeah. he probably could have well, I mean unless you were going to take him in the next round he probably could have waited. I still think there's starters that you know you could pick up ahead of him that you know I think will contribute more for any of the season. Especially if you look at Cash's linebacking group, but before that he's got Fred Warner, Devin Bush, and Jayon Brown. Mm, so he's got three three starting linebackers who are all very good. You know, all top tier. But then Brooks is, Brooks for me is gonna be a bench rider for him this season. Yeah, and he sort of carries that on in the next round as well. So we'll talk about his pick shortly. So first up, Danny in the 24th round takes Harold Landry, uh, linebacker of the Titans. Um, Cash then takes Clavon Chason, uh, so a player that was drafted in the first by the Jags. Says he's a linebacker. He's kind of a hybrid. He's definitely an outside guy, more on the edge. So whether you say he's a linebacker or defensive, end um, is up for debate 
We've then got a run on defensive linemen, um, Melvin Ingram of the Chargers and Trey Flowers of the Lions. So that's two Luke. Then got a couple of linebackers in John Bostick and Deonta Hightower, uh, of course, of the Redskins and the uh, New England Patriots. With then rounding off defensive players, we have the player that the Colts traded the first for in DeForest Buckner. So another lineman being drafted in that round. Um, I'm just going to give my initial thoughts here first and say I think Chase on again feels a little bit early here, especially as he's an outside guy, so he's going to be more sack dependent than tackle dependent. Landry, though, I really like the pick of Harold Landry. Uh, Great value, tremendous value in the 24. Uh, So, you know, good good pick by Danny there. And he's got Yannick Ngokwe as back-to-back picks. So really like that pick. I said Chase on feels a little bit early. Um, really like the Trey Flowers pick. Quite impressed with some of Luke's picks here, actually. I think as a lineman, Trey Flowers is arguably, you know, definitely a top 10, you'd think, for for the season long. Uh, so I think he'll get good start, start-worthy value there. And this is credit to um, Luke you know, for waiting on defense. He's still picking up good start-worthy players, yeah. just just not the name cachet. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But I just wanted to get those two in, first of all. So, Chiggs, your thoughts on... Yeah, agreed on Landry. Um, fantastic value here. Um, Chase and again, I think it's a bit early, especially given he's a linebacker designation. If he gets a defensive line designation or you know a combination of the two i feel more confident there mm. but and he's uh, kind of dependent on ngokwe getting traded he's sort of the plug-in there and is definitely not going to play anywhere near the middle that's why they paid joe Schobert big money yeah but on the so, edge so th- this is exactly it so then you know if he, if he gets designated as a defensive lineman and then replaces ngokwe and gets that yeah. sort of edge rushing ability, yeah, then then I can see the upside there. But right now, you know, back to back picks of, of rookies there, it feels a bit a bit early. For me, if I was sitting there I'd have taken um Landry and Brooks or Bostick and Brooks personally. I think um I think Bostick's got a really nice opportunity in uh, in Washington. They haven't really got much linebacking talent, I'd say. Um so I think he's probably the the main guy. You know, he had quite a decent season last year, so I can see him sort of starting again in the middle there for them, and I can see their defense being pretty good. So I just quite like the, the value uh, potentially a, a starting three down linebacker there. Well, the only thing I would say to that is they did bring in an old Ron Rivera favorite in thirty uh, seven year old Thomas Davis. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, that that's what makes me just concerned about Bostick's opportunity there. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, Thomas Davis is a veteran, legendary linebacker, but will they be splitting that workload? You know, both slightly older guys. I mean, Bostick himself is 29. Um, And then you've also got Ruben Foster there, who's just can't seem to stay fit. Uh, And of course, off off the field issues as well there. But uh, that's what I'll just ask on. Bostic, whether you think he's going to get that opportunity under the new coaching regime or if he's going to be asked to split with um, Thomas Davis. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see Davis, you know, obviously being 37. I think, yeah, he's going to be uh, depth for them. But, yeah, there is there is that risk there. It's obviously with Ruben. Yeah, he had 100 he, tackles last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, he's the, the, there's something to do with, I think, the Chargers, you know, having these ageless wonders. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Antonio Gates and, yeah, these kind of guys. So, you know, Phil Rivers... Um, you know, so I think what happens when they all leave LA, they all just sort of uh, fall apart. You know, it's like vampire coming out into the sunlight kind of thing. Um, yeah, so look, I, th- I think Bostic is there's a bit of risk there, but you know, if you're looking at pure talent, I think Ruben Foster is obviously the guy. But as you say, the off-field issues and the injuries, they took they declined the fifth-year option as well. So yeah, but at the same time, I can still Bostic Bostic this season giving you more production, right? Maybe longer term. Um, yeah, Brooks, and then DeForest Buckner is actually one that um, surprised he went this late. Yeah, I was gonna say I-, I love that pick. I mean, just in the last two seasons, he's got nearly twenty sacks, and he's just cap- You know, even then, he still gets sixty to seventy tackles. I mean, that's been consistent: sixty-two, sixty-seven, sixty-one tackles the last three seasons. As a rookie, he actually had seventy-four tackles and six sacks. And considering how many points you get for the sacks, I think if he's your starting D lineman, you've got great value considering how late he's being drafted here. I, I really, really like that DeForest Buckner pick personally. So, I mean, th- this is it, right? So, you know, Chris completely waited on um, defense, took Miles Garrett as his first lineman in the 10th round. Mm. And then he's picked up DeForest Buckner there in the 24th round, right? And then in between that, you know, he's been able to add a lot of offensive talent. He's added some nice linebacking um, uh, linebacking talent as well in there as well. Obviously, Tahir Whitehead um, a few rounds before that, which we touched upon. So, yeah, I mean, this is it. There's, there's still so much value on the defensive side of the ball here that you mm. can pick up. Whereas I feel like now you're starting to get into the offensive side where it's, right, it's a little bit dicey now. You know, you're taking guys that you're hoping are going to, you know, Mo took OJ Howard with the next pick. Now, definitely a guy I was looking at, but you're not starting OJ Howard with any real confidence, right? You're hoping that he probably gets a move somewhere and his talent, you know, then comes through. So, out of the two, for me, DeForest Buckner is completely, um, you know, the great value, great value. Yeah. And he was going to be my next I'm pick. Doing. Yeah. Sorry, what are you saying, Mo? Uh, he was going to be my next pick. I actually deba- debated on taking him in the last round, and I was like, oh, he'll still fall. There's something wrong with him. I don't understand why he's he's. I think he's top twenty in all the rankings I saw. Thirty. He just kept falling and falling, and got a little overconfidence. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of having to plug in offensive hopefuls myself you know took likes of james white anthony miller Corey davis duke johnson sammy watkins all kind of hit and hopes but let's see uh i think the more i think about it the more i'm looking at myself as a trade candidate so here's the thing like for me um talent wise right for me i I would have taken deforest buckner I know you've already, you already stacked that defense already. Mm. Take DeForest Buckner ahead of Corey Davis and then trade one of your defensive players, you know, for a an upgrade at wide receiver. Because 
again, Corey Davis is a guy like AJ Howard. You're hoping he gets traded and his talent comes through because he's not going to be putting up any real numbers for you in uh, in Tennessee this year, right? In in all likelihood, it, it's yeah, it's kind of a shot in the dark. But you know, top five player in the draft, so you'd hope that the ta- talent shines through sometime. I'm hoping is this year's Devonte Park. Yeah, exactly. I, that way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you were done yeah, with Corey Davis by now, but that's the closest comp I could think of yeah. in terms of late, late breakout talent there. Uh, right, so we are now at the 25th and oh. starting at the 25th. So Chris is oh, adding to his linebacker core with uh, Jermaine Pratt of the Bengals, liking that pick. You we then have a um, couple of DBs, so Kevin Bayard of the Titans going to Imran and Kenny Moore going to Broad of the Colts. Uh, we have a player here who I was really, really gutted I didn't take and he's now gone. So Matthew Judon of the Bengals, uh, really wanted him, so I love that pick by Paul there. Uh, Chris has taken a bit of a chance by taking Logan Ryan, but he had a career year last year. He was actually number one of all defensive players, I think. Uh, so he's a free agent at the moment, but you think with the career year he had last year, he'll find a role for himself somewhere. And that's the last of the defensive players in round 25. So comments on those. So Jermaine Pratt's um, a great pick for me there. You know, this guy should be the uh, starting um, middle linebacker for the uh, for the Bengals. Again, you know, so just that value there for me. Absolutely love that pick. He was a guy I was hoping, you know, you, I could pick up maybe even a few rounds later. You know, he's a guy that sort of slips a little bit under the radar. Um, you know, so that's DeForest Buckner and Jermaine Pratt back-to-back picks. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Byard, I really like that pick by Imran. Um, I have him in, you know, my sort of in, in my top ten safeties. Uh, yeah. to, to get him this late, again, lovely. Yeah, Matt Judon, as you say, love that pick. Yeah, love that pick. You know, Paul's obviously gone for the the older linebacking talent. You know, that's that served him well previously, and I think yeah, that's just crazy value here. I know. I I took Duke Johnson in this round, and now if I could go back in time, I guess I'd be taking Judon ahead of Duke Johnson. Although Duke Johnson does have good opportunity with David Johnson's uh, David Johnson's injury record of late. Mm. The oh. the Logan Ryan one. Yeah, look, you're, you're gambling here that you know. You re- I I just can't see him repeating what he did last year. You know, I don't. I don't think he's. He did it previously. Um, to that level, you know, as he had a career year, I just think, especially with him being a free agent, I can't see him falling into a situation where he has that same level of opportunity and production again. But you know. no, it's it's it, it's value here, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Value. Uh, cool. So we'll do the next two rounds together then. Uh, we've been going for quite a while. So 25th, 26th round, I should say. Um, first defensive player taken is lineman Jason Pierre-Paul of the Buccaneers. So a bit of a homer pick there by Luke. We then have Avery Williamson going to Chris. So Chris is really building out his defense here. Buck then takes Byron Murphy. So uh, another DB. Uh 
Chiggs. Well, I actually take Grady Jarrett uh, of the Falcons, so lineman, just adding some depth to my lineman. Um, very happy there that to get him. Chiggs, you've then taken Drew Tranquil uh, of the Chargers, so linebacker. Imran has added with Dante Fowler. He's now added another lineman in Frank Clark of the Chiefs, a player I think they gave up a first for, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Paul has then gone youth linebacker in Josh Uche of the Patriots. And Chris, not Chris, apologies, Luke has taken Whitney Merciless, a fan favorite I know of the Texans from all my trips there. So those two rounds, which players are screaming out at you, Jigs? Grady Jarrett, absolutely love that pick. I was a, I was a little bit angry you took him there because um, he was a guy I was hoping would would slide again and be my, you know, I'd add him to my defensive line. I think he was, for me, the last of the the top, top tier uh, defensive lineman. Yeah. You know, even though he's a defensive tackle, he, um, you know, like a DeForest Buckner and uh, you know, he puts up those kind of level of numbers. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant pick. And it's funnily enough, it might be a player that I start ahead of uh, Nick Bosa more often than not in this season. Um, but it could be that it gives me the flexibility to be more matchup dependent rather than saying, who's my linebacker or who's my lineman, sorry, and I have to play the lineman I have. So I was delighted to get him there. Um, but yeah, Drew Tranquil, what, you, what was he thinking on drafting Tranquil there? Is it- I, I just think the opportunity he's got um, there in, in LA, um, he, he really impressed with him last year in his rookie season, you know, given the amount of snaps that he played relative to the amount of tackles he made, I think he's, I think he's a playmaker. And obviously I know they drafted Kenneth Murray and I think he slots in to be their main sort of three down, uh, three down guy, but I can see Tranquil playing weak side for them. Um, probably not. I don't, I don't think he's going to be their three down um, guy, but you know, this late in the draft, I think I just like his upside, the youth, um, you know, and they're building a nice line back in core. I think he could, you know, him and Murray could be the mainstays of that defense for a little while. Yeah, and th- I mean, there's a possibility he could get even moved on to the right side. You know, um, uh, who's they got now? Uchenna and Wosu. Uh, you've got Nick Vigil on the left. So if Tranquil's flexible, you could even move on to the right. And as you say, I think Murray will be the middle linebacker there. Mm-hmm. So he'll probably get the. But they could rotate. You know, Murray is a rookie at the end of the day. So I do like that pick. Mo, I think you'd mentioned that you'd eyed up Tranquil as well for your next next round. Yeah, I think uh, that was more of a, my co-manager had him on our short list. Um, he was one of the linebackers you're going to target next round. Uh, I couldn't tell you the reason why, unfortunately. But uh, if, if Chiggs took him, uh, uh, what, two picks before mine or one pick before mine? Um, I, or, I mean, I guess... I mean, he took him basically prior to me when I was going to take him. That's that's probably a solid pick right there. Okay, so next round then, we start with uh, DB Ronnie Harrison of the Jaguars. Then have Eric Armstead, so lineman of the 49ers. Another linebacker of the uh, Saints in Zach Bourne. We then have uh, the brother of your player. So we have Terrell Edmonds, uh, safety of the Pittsburgh Steelers, gone to... Broad, Anthony Barr, who famously um, injured Aaron Rodgers a couple of seasons ago. 
So linebacker of the Vikings. I think he's a hometown, fa- uh, hometown favorite for that. Uh, Chiggs, you took Darnell Savage. Um, so safety from the Packers. I've taken linebacker Nathan Jerry of the Eagles. We then have uh, Bobby Okureke. Uh, I'm sure I've just butchered that name, but linebacker depth of the um, Colts that Mo, you've taken. And Mo, you've also taken Carl Van Noy. You had back-to-back picks there. So I'll start with you, Mo. What was your thinking with Van Noy and in particular uh, Okureke? Well, Okereke was interesting. I actually watched film on him from last year, and he was always he was all over the ball, um, and that was as a rookie. Um, I, what I didn't I, I did not follow. I know you guys mentioned the other Colts uh, linebacker earlier on, and I wasn't sure how that. I mean, we all know of Leonard. You know, he's going to be a beast. But I, I'm thinking. I mean, just the talent level of what I saw from Bobby here from last season, just watching you know his highlights, I was quite impressed with the way he played. And I and you know don't worry the, the announcers also butchered his name constantly and I'm not even going to attempt to try to uh, pronounce it but that was my basis for him I mean I thought he was a young linebacker who had uh, pretty decent upside and I think I just liked the way he played last year on, from based on the highlights and Calvin Noy I mean he's going to um, uh, you know familiar uh, New England type of defense there down in, with Flores there in Miami he's I don't see any linebacker there. Um, I'm, I'm the only thing you know. You do have that concern. It's a three-four and not a four-three, but uh, I mean, I, I just don't see anyone else competing with him down there in Miami, uh, or who's going to make you know a good number of plays. So I think he's always going to be on the field. And if I can have a defensive player that's constantly, oh, at all times, going to be on the field, you know, I'm going to take him this late in the, in the draft. Yep. Jake's thoughts on that round? Yeah, I mean, I like the Carl Van Noy pick. Um... You know he's he's been productive, and he's say he's reuniting with the uh, Patriots guys down there. So you know I think he I think he'll continue, especially this late in the draft. You know he's a, he's a solid uh, bit of depth, I'd say, for your team. I don't think he's ever gonna blow your lights out, but you know um, I think Jerome Baker's still going to be the main guy there for the Dolphins. But yeah, Van Noy's nice, nice depth. Um, I really like the Nathan Jerry pick. The um, the Eagles linebacking core is a bit of a, a bit of a mess right now. Mm. I'm surprised they haven't addressed it, especially they've obviously lost Malcolm Jenkins in the uh, in the backfield as well. So um, yeah, Jerry, I think is the is the most experienced guy there and should probably be the, um, on play calling duty for them. So you know, he should be on the field a lot, and chance to make plays. Yeah, I was really happy Jerry fell there. Um, I was hoping he's a player that goes under the radar. Again, doesn't have any name cachet because of how long Jenkins has been at the Eagles. And of course, they've you know they've got some legendary players there like Nigel Bradham and um, Malcolm Jenkins and stuff. So I think the opportunity for Jerry is great there. But if it doesn't pan out, he's just on my bench anyway at the moment. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Actually, looking back on my pick there, I wish I'd taken... Jerry with the pick just before you took him. Obviously, I took Darnell Savage there, which I was really happy with, but I reckon I probably could have picked up Jerry there and taken Savage in the next round. Mm. Um, at the same time, I was, you know, I was targeting an offensive player in the next round, so I had to take a, um, a defensive player there, and I thought Jerry would still slide a little bit. So, you know, a bit of a shame that he went, unfortunately. What are you guys' thoughts on Zach Bond? He was kind of on my short list there. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that as well, actually. I think, again, uh, that New Orleans 
linebacking depth isn't isn't great. Um, so you know, it's I think it's a bit of a crapshoot. You know, who's going to get the uh, the snaps? But the, the opportunity is definitely there to be grabbed. You know, uh, Anzalone hasn't really um, made it his own. Obviously, Kiko Alonso injury getting old now so he has to wait until demario davis sort of um retires really i can't see him getting much opportunity as a rookie not while davis is there i think davis is the guy you know linebacker as you say there's also kiko alonso is a leader of men but whether he can stay fit um so i i don't think immediately you're going to get much opportunity but i think there's Definitely uh, upside to the pick there, potentially next year onwards. Mm, more of a longer term pick, yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely opportunities there for him. Okay, we'll go through the next couple together then. So, first pick of the 29th round was um, aforementioned Thomas Davis, now a linebacker at the Redskins. Uh, sorry, yep, at the Redskins. Uh, another linebacker from the Patriots, Juwan Bentley, was taken by Chris. We then have Preston Smith, taken by Paul. So one of the Smith brothers, as the Packers fans called him last year. Uh, Luke's then taken Antoine Winfield. So another homer pick, um, safety of the uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, we then, Chris has gone undrafted, uh, sorry, um, free agent player again in Alec Ogletree. So veteran linebacker, but uh, no team at the moment. Uh, he's followed that up with youth, and I know you touched on him earlier uh, in the 30th round with Sion Takitaki. I like that pick a lot. Mm-hmm. Aforementioned again, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who's just moved across or back to the Saints, I should say. So that was a good pickup by Paul. Uh, Broad has then taken defensive lineman Jonathan Allen of the Redskins. We then have myself. I took uh, Ricardo Allen who's a safety at the Falcons. And last couple of picks, Mo, you took Grant Delpit, uh, who's a DB, and then you took D Ford, who's a lineman at the 49ers. So thoughts on those picks, Chiggs. And that should have said Delpit is um, at the Cleveland Browns. Another another rookie. Gone for. Yep, another what young What a surprise. Um, yeah, Taki Taki, obviously talked about him before, but... Love, love that pick. Love that value there. You know, he should be um, him and him and uh, Matt Wilson should be the starting linebackers for the Browns there. So there should be a ton of production for for them. You know, getting on the, the outside uh, though. Yeah, but I so, say you know, I think they're talking about running. You know, two um, two linebacker sets. You know, okay. Then, up. So you know, it all depends on the scheme they play. But I, I just think they, they, there's so much opportunity for you know, there's so much. Um, volume that's been vacated with Schobert and um, I think he's leaving. So Kirksey leaving, but you know he should he should he should have he should better have some opportunity there. Ogletree I quite like as a as a punt. You know this guy's very talented. He's obviously getting on now, but if he re-signs with the Rams, obviously where he came from before um, before he moved to uh, the Giants, you know I think he could be productive there. You know again it's a bit of a a cheap gamble, right? Um, the the pick I really like here, D Ford. Really like that. Yeah. Pick. 
Was that your first lineman, Mo? Or did you have? No, um, I had Chase Young. I think. I think. Oh, and course. then Brian Burns. Chase Young, yeah. Took Chase Young and Brian Burns earlier. So, uh, but but that's absolutely great, right? Because you know, you, basically, Chase Young is, like I said, you set and forget. He's he's locked in for your defensive lineman position. Uh, Brian Burns is upside. It is huge. You know, he he's your um, flex player or. Um, by week, you know, if you, if you want to bench him for by week, and then D four just added depth, and again, you know, yeah, for for, for you depth, know when you're going to need them, yeah, yeah, you know, especially within players getting injured and stuff, you know, you see, you said Brian Burns got injured, smacking his hand last year or something, right? So <laughs> you may need to start on D Ford and this guy in the thirtieth round is a, you know, this guy's a starting defensive lineman, yeah, brilliant. Uh, right, so we are actually down to our last one round and four picks, and a lot of offense taken here, a lot of uh, offensive depth. There were a couple of defensive players, so you've got uh, linebacker Malik Harrison of the Ravens, that was taken by Imran, and you have Marcus Peters, uh, also of the Ravens, who's a safety there, taken by Danny. And that's as far as we have got. So any thoughts on Harrison or Peters of the Ravens, Chiggs? I, I like the Malik Harrison pick. Um, obviously, the main guy um, that Mo took in Patrick Queen is probably going to, of the rookies that were drafted, you know, he's going to be the, um, the sexy sort of pick. But I really like the value of Malik Harrison. I still think this guy could see some opportunity. I don't think he's going to necessarily produce much this year. But, you know, we know what the Baltimore linebackers, you know, done from a fantasy perspective here for years. And I think I think Harrison potentially could, you know, get snaps this year and, you know, carve out a longer term role in that. So nice, a nice, it's a nice dynasty pickup. Mm, I agree. And that's where we're kind of at now, isn't it? Players we're picking in these 30-ish rounds are depth players. And players that are one injury away from opportunity, you'd think. Uh, that's why we've got a lot of backup QBs going. And um, still got a few potentially starting tight ends available. But most of those have gone as well. But from a defensive perspective, yeah, you're looking at those next man up players now. And um, I think more research is needed on that. Because I've done a, <laughs> a lot of research on uh, who the starters are going to be. Now I need to look at who the next men up are. Yeah, it's definitely getting to that point in the draft now where it feels like it's getting a bit thin on the ground. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I st there's still three or four guys on the defensive side of the ball that I'm targeting, you know, so that's why I waited and I'm hoping I can pick some of those guys up. All right, go, go on a name of food, sir. Yeah. For, for <laughs> maybe, the maybe, maybe next episode. And for the listeners, Chicks, got to give the listeners what they want. Well, we've got to keep them tuned in for next week, right? So uh, <laughs> tease it out there. I, I suspect my next pick will be one of my uh, defensive players that I've been targeting. So I'm worried because I've eyed up a defensive player for my next pick as well. Ooh, so pick have I. So have I. Might need to trade up. Right, that was a great breaking down. Uh, I think from next week we can uh, reintroduce offense into the mix as well. I know um, we've given... a Four week now spotlight to IDP. Um, it's been a great learning experience for me, and I feel like I'm learning all the while. I think Mo, you're probably in the same boat, and Chiggs, you'll probably say you never stop learning. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's great. Actually, we've had some really good feedback and some comments, you know, around the IDP side of stuff as well, you know, um, from people. It was really nice. Um, you know, Buck was um, drafting in another league, uh, in an yes. IDP league outside <laughs> of this. And, you know, he was, he was, he was messaging us for, um, you know, some ideas and thoughts, you know, running ideas passing. It was nice to sort of have that sort of... Um, like kudos you know so um uh, hopefully that doesn't carry over to this league buck but um you know good luck in your other league yeah and mo i mean you know your team did famously take seven defensive players in the draft first team to ever do so it's kind of fitting that you've started your first idp league what's your experience has been so far oh it's been great um like i said i, I feel like i'm at a handicap here with all you uh, most some of these experienced IDB players, um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I think I think at the end of this, it's almost like how I felt like after our Dynasty League, first time ever playing Dynasty, and the wealth of knowledge I gained with all these, you know, secondary, third string, fourth string receivers, um, is is you know, and even backup QBs, um, is 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 beyond me, and I, I just I, I think it just kind of kind of makes the game more interesting, if anything, and I think. Now adding defense to this, um, to the dynasty, uh, you know, adding a defense uh, aspect to it. Uh, I mean, like I said, I I think I lost track of any of these defensive players, you know, except for their <laughs> very popular ones, like ten rounds ago. All these <laughs> half these names you're mentioning is like, oh, who are these guys? And, it, and when you mention a name, I have to go look them up, look at the stats. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm gonna look forward to the season. Uh, you know, knock on wood, and we do have a season, a full season, an exciting one too. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's just gonna just gonna increase my depth of knowledge in in the whole realm of you know you know on both sides of the football, which is great. I, th- I think this is going to be a very competitive league, just from what I've seen how people have drafted and stuff. Um, yeah, what's going to lot- be difficult for me and and probably for everyone is how to value your rookie picks for players. Especially if you're trading for defense. Well, this this is it, right? Trade trading midseason, um, rookie picks, stuff like that. Like, you know, it's you can plug in, you can go to a calculator, and I, I don't necessarily always buy what they say, but you know, there are some calculators which give you a rough guide, you know, where you should be trading wise. Once you start adding defense in, and obviously with the different scoring settings, you know, it's 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 very different, very difficult. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, how people sort of trade and value their their players and their picks. This is why I really think for us, contrary to most dynasty leagues, trading will probably commence after about week four when people see particularly the points defense put up and how that compares to offense, not just that the tier one, tier two players, but even those middling players who are start worthy and you need depth in that position. Um, so that's why I don't think I'll be doing much trading early on, but I think hopefully my strategy pays off in investing in those bigger name defensive players, particularly the linebackers. Right, that was a really fun episode uh, again. So for me, it's a goodbye for now. Chiggs? Giddy up. <laughs> and Mo? Sayonara.